Welcome to Sister Hack. Do you crave candid conversation? And are you curious about how others deal with the details of work, home, family, and everything in between? Well, sisters Hannah and Rachel have conversations about the unspoken dynamics that drive our everyday lives. And we have more in common than you think. So when you listen to Sister Hack, you too can share hacks and laughs that help make this convoluted life a little funnier and a little more clear. So now introducing Hannah and Rachel. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Sister Hack. Sister Hack, November episode. I'm Hannah. And I'm Rachel. And we are sisters. And we are hacky to be here. (laughs) Hacky to be hack with the hack heads. (laughs) We're... We're hack. We should say that instead of back. <laughs> oh my goodness. Great idea. So we actually did our interview last night um, and it was very fun. I will say, I think we overused the word fun. Mm-hmm. Probably. In retrospect. Okay. I could see that. It, it, um, it was fun to interview and talk about having fun. I think when Hannah and I chat about things we want to talk about on the podcast, we try to make it a little bit relevant to like what's going on with people who listen and people in the world. And like, we could all use a little fun right now. (laughs) Exactly. So it was about how to liven up, bring some joy. I'm trying to use some synonyms here. Um, I'm going to Google synonyms for for work environment. And our work environments might look the same as they did last year at this time, or they might look drastically different. Mm-hmm. So we brought in uh, someone who we've both worked with in the past, either um, as a, I was a student and he was the guidance counselor or Rachel's actual colleague, Lonnie Priest, who just brings a lot of joy to the work environment. Joy and jollification. Is that one of the synonyms? Jollification. Anyway, we'll get to that in a little bit. What is new with you, sis? Well, as I'm going to explain soon, I have had a child, Nellie Ray Meineke, <laughs> since we've last recorded. And actually, you know what? I'm just saying now. So the day we were supposed to record with Lonnie, um, it was a Tuesday, beautiful Tuesday day. It was October 20th. And I was... I'd had been having contractions all weekend, but I was like so determined to live my life on October 20th because the contractions had really been taking a mental toll on me. I kept thinking Mm. today's the day, tonight's the night. So I went to work and I like had a long conversation with mom on the way. She's on the board, as you know. And I was like, I'm going to live my life, mom. And I'm like, she, mom was supposed to fly here as soon as I went into labor. So I said, just, you know, just maybe just plan on coming a little bit later. And she's, she said, yeah, I'm going to come this weekend, no matter what. This is a Tuesday. I was like, good. You know, some pressure off. Get to work, start grading. I was just feeling a bit annoyed by all the people saying, wow, you're still here. And like, I should have brought a towel for you in case your water breaks. I was like, okay. Oh, I, oh, that seems like a weird joke. Yeah, it was 
from a personal friend, so it was like kind of okay, but it was also kind oh, of okay. talk about the matter at hand. The students, you know, students first. <laughs> students first. Students first. That's what <laughs> I, did. I was doing some grading, but I was just, you know, it's like, you know what? I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> so I decided to continue to live my life. Even though I was having some contractions, but what else is new? And I was going to go and swim on my lunch break, which I like to do sometimes. And I had my swim stuff packed. I was on my way. I wanted to get, I gave Rachel a call, actually. Uh I was feeling a little bit like, maybe I shouldn't do this. But Rachel will tell me what I should or shouldn't do. Which I like to do. I I declined it, which is rare because I was actually in a Zoom meeting and I'd paused the audio in that meeting to answer a work phone call. So I decided not to pick up a third call. <laughs> yes, she declined it. She probably knew there were going to be no nieces or nephews on the other end. So she, yeah. <laughs> then During she the sent a quick day. follow-up text. Sorry, didn't answer. Everything okay? And I was like, yeah, fine. Still on for the podcast tonight. And I was like, yeah. So can't wait. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> and... Then like after the call, I had like a couple strong contractions on my way to the pool. And I was like, this is feeling a little irresponsible. So I turned the car around (laughs) and I headed back home and I was still doing, I was doing a lot of work, like answering email, the president, Don Christian, he had emailed me and I was like trying to email him back, but I was, I was like, Oh, I don't feel good. <laughs> but this has to sound, I was like, but this has to sound good. So, you know, I put some, t- some thought into it. You got to. So I read it a few times and then probably like, you know, one o'clock I was like, this could be for the real deal. So I sent Zach a little text and he was like, I was like, don't get your hopes up, but blah, 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 blah. And he was really confused. He's like, so am I coming home on lunch? <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, am I running on my lunch and then coming home? I was like, I don't know. Just be on the alert. And then I, I told him, yes, come home for sure. And I texted my nanny, uh, shout out to Kathy, loyal listener. She. Hello, Kathy. Hello, Kathy. She was going to get the kids. I was like, I was like you got to get the kids today. And then she was giving me tips. I could tell she kind of wanted to come over. I was like, not having it (laughs) (laughs) and then you like to labor alone I like to labor alone I didn't even care if Zach was there for that first part I was doing the Grey's Anatomy I'd gotten into the show again recently (laughs) the birth ball the bath all the things but it was kind of progressing quickly and so I mean really only like a couple hours at home Kath came to get the the van she went to go pick up the kids and I was like, go take them to your house because I don't think, I think we might still be here when you get back. But like pretty much right after she left, I was like, I think we need to go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting pretty nervous, you know, that we'd have the child at home. And, you know, from there, it was just a pretty quick little deal. She was born at 9, 12 p.m. Um, and yeah, it was, it was uh, fast, furious, and... And Just how I, want, I wanted a little dra- dramatic piece. So I got what I wanted. What's a dramatic piece? Like I didn't want to have to like get induced after 42 weeks of being pregnant. Oh, so you're gl- you're saying the dramatic is that she was three days early. Yeah. And just like 
ooh, like, is it happening? Is it not happening? Like, oh. It's coming fast. Like, you know, that kind of, like oh. my water didn't break in the store, which would have been ideal, but this one was- For drama. For the not drama. for life. Yeah. For I'm, glad it ha- I'm glad it happened the way it did. Me too. I feel good about it. And I love Anyway, the podcast got postponed. <laughs> Thanks for bearing with us. We're going to talk, you know, that was, that was life. We're going to talk about work a little bit today. We like talk, we like talking about work. Work-life what, balance. Work-life balance. Um, recently I've been positioned to share my ideal work environment. And that is because I have a new office mate who I share an office with. Shout out to Vanessa. Um, and when she was moving in, we had to discuss, okay, so like, what's, what's your vibe? And I would say my ideal work environment, it's let's not talk, let's not bother each other, but we can take breaks to catch up on things. But otherwise, like, if I don't get my work done, I'm not going to be a very happy camper later in the day or later in the week. And we don't, we actually don't overlap in the office a ton because of COVID. So we try to um, come in on opposite days, mm-hmm. but it is really interesting to sit and reflect like, what kind of worker am I? And I love just having the whole day to get my stuff done. I am not like a small talker at work at all. Mm-mm. Not my vibe, which is probably surprising to some people, but if I had to choose, I'd work in a bubble <laughs> if I could. That sounds like our mother. Yes. Tammy. You get that from her. I do. I don't mind. I like being on camp. I mean, I work on a call. Probably part of that is my job is so social that my tasks, I don't, I need to do my tasks and then I can be social otherwise. Mm-hmm. But what about you? What's your ideal work environment? Well, I kind of took this question a little differently when I posed it to you. I was thinking more like, I like a, a sunshine, a natural light room. Oh, oh, for sure. Natural lighting and lamps. Mm-hmm. Don't love an overhead. Anyone I've ever shared a workspace with can tell you this or a home with. Kyle will tell you. We, I am. Oh, yeah. Lamp. Lamp. lamp, fresh air. Um, oh, yeah, fresh air. A standing desk, but don't stand at it. Just have one. <laughs> oh, I, I like to stand at mine. I like a clean, like if there's some dust around, I'd like to get it all, you know, kind of tidied mm. up mm-hmm. a lot of crumbs from my constant snacking. Cause I usually have a snack mm-hmm. and hand around. I like to get that all picked up. I'm and not then, a s- oh. Can I continue? <laughs> Go ahead. Carry on. I'm an interrupter. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, what I like to do. We did a lot of interrupting on this episode of the podcast. I feel like we didn't have a good vibe. You guys could let us know listeners. Um, we just kind of, Oh, I didn't feel that way. I felt like I was talking over you a bit. <laughs> oh, well, I forgive you. Uh, anyway, um, I always write out what I want to get done by the end of the day on a little whiteboard. Mm-hmm. And then I cross them out as I do them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just a little thing I do. Also, I guess half of my work environment is in the classroom since I'm teaching yeah, that's you know, true. A lot of time. So that's like a traveling thing. You never know what the classroom is going to hold. But I do like a really interactive, good, co- like solid conversation class. And I think mm-hmm. that's a social piece for me because then I'm with you when I'm in the office. I want it to be like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And part of it too, like I have a lot of meetings, so that's my social time. So if I'm not in a meeting, like I, I don't need to, I don't need to chat, you know, I do. I'm not a snacker, but I am a beverager. So I usually have a coffee, a water and my LaCroix from lunch all on my desk at once. Three at one. Mm -hmm. the whole, so the father, the son and the Holy spirit. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that was appropriate. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, so our guest, as we mentioned before, his name is Lonnie Priest, and we go way back with the Lonster. <laughs> Lonners. Lonners. That's what his parents called him growing up. He said that he didn't like. So sorry about that, Lonnie. Um, but yeah, so we overlapped in our Milwaukee days and he worked at our high school, as we mentioned in the uh, introduction with him. And he's just someone when Hannah and I were thinking about like, okay, work environment, lighthearted, um, but also efficient, great leader, um, someone we look up to as like leading a team and who gets stuff done and makes difference, but doesn't take himself too seriously. Like all these things describe. Lonnie Priest. One, one real quick, we forgot to do our happy birthday. Oh, okay. Well, real quickly, happy birthday. Um, it is already mid-ish November. So end of November, who better than to wish happy birthday to than our Oct one of our October guests, Jake Barnett from Hey Barnett Fam, um, who's the best friend of our brother, Andrew who also has a birthday in November. So happy birthday to Jake and Andrew. Let's go to the interview. <laughs> Ladies. Yeah, hey, there he is. Wow. Welcome to, welcome to Sister Hack. We're on. Now, are we doing this? Are we on video podcast or what is this? No, <laughs> no. Maybe we'll then we're going to, we're just taking the... the audio from this, but yeah. this way we can all enjoy each other. Hannah, congrats, congrats on the little one. You know, I'm so sorry we had to cancel the podcast because I went into active labor. That was just bad timing. That's a good, that's a good excuse. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't know for sure if I was in labor. So when I called Rachel earlier that day, she said, still on for the podcast. And I responded, can't wait. Yeah, she did. Nice. Is that, uh, I'm right by this. Do you hear that noise? You hear some in the background or don't you hear it? No, you're, no good. you're good. Clear. You're clear as day. Okay. Welcome. Well, I'm going to introduce you. So here we're here with our guest, Lonnie Priest. And I actually work with Lonnie at Concordia Ann Arbor. He's our athletic director. He's also my husband's boss. So that's fun. <laughs> and but Lonnie and I come up with excuses to work together on projects because otherwise we're not immediately have anything to do with each other really. So we oversee our student athlete leader team on campus, which we try to just have a lot of fun with, which maybe we'll cover cover tonight because we're gonna talk about having fun at work. Um, but we go ba way back with the priests. Lonnie actually worked at our high school, Milwaukee Lutheran when we uh, were in high school. So he actually knew Hannah better than me. Do you guys wanna tell the infamous story? Anyone, Lonnie, how about you tell it? Well, first of all, I know it's it's kind of weird to hear, hear you say that I'm Kyle's boss because I kind of see us as more equals. But what's weird is your dad is my boss. True. So it's kind of odd. And I'm Kyle's boss. Exactly. I love it. It's a triangle. 
I know I don't really use the term boss. We're all, you know, just it's just family business. Yeah. Actually, we call ourselves a Zamly because one time Lonnie and me and his daughter Aaliyah Zach Brown baby went to a Zach Brown band concert and they're like, <laughs> they're like you're all in our Zamly and because Zach Brown family, I guess. And so we say Zamly too. That was a that was a that was a concert. That was a good I, time. Uh, just so you know, I, I took notes on these questions, which had to make me think. I, I don't know who wrote them, but they were deep. So I'm not sure if we're going to get to all of them, but uh, it made me think a little bit. So that's good. That's um, good. Yeah, Hannah Hannah is the question writer. But wait, Lonnie, I want you to tell the infamous high school story with Hannah. It's not that big of a deal. He doesn't have to tell it. <laughs> oh, I'll say it. I'll say it. We're having fun. <laughs> just because I love when people get intense. And uh, so H Hannah was on student council and... Um, we had, uh, I don't know what her exact, I'm sorry, I don't remember your actual title, what you're in charge spiritual of. Spiritual life. Oh, spiritual, spiritual life. life, which makes it even better. And um, <laughs> the girls, I think it was the senior girls, kind of uh, decorated some uh, tank tops that they were going to wear. And um, our dean of students had um, all of a sudden decided to strictly enforce this rule about um, no, um, no tank tops, no spaghetti straps or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So... All these girls put this time into it and um, show up at the at the dance and the deans just decide to put the hammer down and say, no, that's not going to happen. Like you guys cannot wear those tank tops. I may be messing this up. I'm, I'm old and I'm forgetting stuff. But anyways, Hannah, the switch flipped and I saw it in her eyes like she was ready to like go off, like get into. I said, Hannah, let's let's just go into this office and let's just talk through this before you uh do something crazy because she had this crazy look in her eye like I'm about to run a marathon after I just gave birth look in her eye. Yes. Um, Let so, me be clear. The rule was no spaghetti straps and these were wife beaters. They were right. done within the uh, the knowledge that mm -hmm. spaghetti straps would not be allowed. So, we so you were dealing with a one inch strap. We had at least an inch on there and you know, I'm not the most artistic person in the world, but I was pretty proud of the way mine turned out. You guys what did were, you write? What did you write on it? Do you think like oh six or you know something along those lines? She said, I think her said, these these dress this dress code stinks. Like the dress code is ridiculous. I don't know. No, she That's so it. it's just funny. It's funny that your infamous high school story of Hannah is her getting in trouble because she really is a role follower. And so I know that just is irksome. I just, you know, it's like you you hate to see people take advantage of their power. <laughs> okay. Is did, that what this you, turns into? Did you, I forget, Hannah, did they, uh, did you end up getting to wear them? Oh, we had to wear a big t-shirt over them, but it, oh, I was, yeah. Yes, I do remember that, the big baby. It was such a shame, you know, it's like, it's, it's like shaming people. Yeah. Always the girls, you know, I have a lot of issues with Jessica, I can bring that up now. But we're 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 coming in us on a lighter note. We're talking about yeah. making the workplace fun, yeah. not making it a place of you know, just power tripping. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is something we didn't send you, Lonnie. This is the segment that we call hack yes or hack no. We want you to be a little surprised with it. So what you have to decide with the statements that I say, if it's something you agree with, you say hack yes, and you can explain. Something that you disagree with, you could say hack no. So these are the hack yeses and hack noes of the workplace environment. Heck yes. You got, you think you got it? 
I know you probably don't listen to the, the podcast, so. Do I need to? Do I need to say anything more than hack yes or hack no? It's up to you. Up to you. Okay. Okay. Hack yes or hack no? Practical jokes in the workplace environment. Hack yes, unless, <laughs> um, unless you scare someone to the point of peeing themselves. Oh. Okay, I did not pee myself, but Lonnie has scared me hard at work to the point where he vowed not to do it anymore. And I haven't. True. Thank you. A man of his word. Hack yes or hack no team building activities. Oh, hack yes. Mm. All day and twice on Sunday. (laughs) Okay, good, good. Hack yes or hack no relationships over productivity? Um, heck yes. Okay, nice. I like that. Do you want to elaborate or you're, you're good with it? I'll probably elaborate later with one of your deep questions. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, heck yes or heck no, delegation as a form of trust building. Did you say delegation? Yeah. Uh, heck yes. And it's hard, easier said than done. Mm-hmm. I agree. Hack yes or hack no, a little non-shop talk every day. <laughs> hack yes. <laughs> well, you made it through those so quickly. I know. I thought I was, waiting for a trick, I was waiting for a trick question. No, no just straight up. It just helps set the vibe. Like now people know where we're coming where you from. Stand. Yeah, where you stand. Straight up. Okay, so can you share our first question for you? Can you talk about your past positions and when you realized that a fun and a fun work environment was essential? Well, I don't want to bore you and go through all the different positions I've had, um, but I will say I started as a teacher in sixth grade, and you taught sixth grade. You didn't start as a teacher when you were in sixth grade. Well, we all, the, the youth teach each other, Hannah. Um, no, I, I started as a teacher of sixth graders when I graduated college. And um, what was interesting is I had a couple girls in that class specifically, Ramsey Robertson, Lisa Schlickskis, that I could not control. I, I, was, I was terrible. And I was trying to like, classroom management was awful. Then I moved up to seventh and eighth grade the next year. I think I realized in that first year, like, all right, if I'm doing this, and I'm going crazy, I got to have some fun. So I think it was about that time. And then I realized how the healthy balance of fun with discipline um, was the environment that I wanted to create in the classroom, as well as the, the, the field, you know, the coaching, all the coaching areas I've coached. And uh, um, I just know, I vividly remember dodgeball with those middle schoolers. I, I gave haircuts to the guys at, at, uh, at, um, they had to get a note from their parents at lunchtime. Um, I used to let them write on my podium, kind of like Geno's East, um, down, uh, and this is over 25 years ago. There's all other stuff we did playing, wow. playing music, just some weird, wacky stuff. So, I love that. That's perfect. So, and then that, de- that changed as you have grown throughout, uh, different positions, guidance counselor for me, obviously the story. A little discipline, a little love and logic. <laughs> yeah, you moved up. You kind of like move up in grades throughout your career. If you started in middle school 
and then high school, and then now you've been working at colleges for 15 years? 15 years. So wow. I think what's been interesting is it's been, I think the challenge has increased on how and when to be able to have fun. Like I feel like in middle school, you can just be wacky and the, I mean, all day long, whatever, and the kids love it. Well, and, and it's also maybe expected then, okay, now you're moving up to the high school level. Now I got to be a little more strategic about when I can be fun and do some things. Cause you know, you got to be professional as well. So I think the, as I've gotten older and, and gone up into the high school college ranks, I've had to be a little bit more creative and a little bit more stealth, um, sneaky, um, with having fun, doing some things, being, uh, you know, trying to make people laugh in zoom meetings, doing different random stuff, um, yet still be professional. So it's just, I think, I think God has just made it more challenging and, you know, cause I, it, it's not easy anymore. I gotta be, I gotta be strategic about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, totally. the, the day that Nellie was born, when we were supposed to record this the night before Lonnie was our night, our first night out where we are just trying to boost morale on campus with COVID going on and everything. And people are kind of pent up and online classes and such. So we were trying to think of ways to um, boost morale. And so we bought like 150, 200 cookies. We had them delivered and we grabbed some students and we went around the residence halls and delivered them. And Lonnie brought a snare drum <laughs> and just was acting a fool and it was really fun and, that, and I feel like and that's a good example of it was the cookies were late and being delivered so it's probably a little later I think there was we were met with a lot of confusion before the gratitude but I think people <laughs> appreciated it once they figured out what was going on yeah I, I think that's an example of I mean I, I know I was alluding to being sneaky and being fun I guess I'm thinking more like within my peers but I think with yes within the coaching within my staff, within, you know, students, like the stuff that Rachel and I do with the, with the salt team, I think constantly trying to find things to help, help people laugh, help people smile, help people have more fun. Um, it's, it's been fun to try and, and challenging to think about ways to do that creatively, you know, creatively um, on top of trying to be weird and goofy and funny when I'm not supposed to be. <laughs> and there you don't have to worry about classroom management as much either with the older. The older exactly. Thank you. Yes. It's meeting, it's meeting management. All right. So how, this, you talked about relation, relationships over productivity in your hack yes, hack no section. So how does enjoyment of who you work with overlap with concrete measures like productivity, efficiency, effectiveness, and all those things that make you uh, strong in your position? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that if someone puts their heart and soul into something, they're gonna they're gonna want to do that because they have a relationship with the people that they work with, the people that they're serving. And I feel that when you have fun and do things that are fun, um, it helps break down barriers. It helps people become more relaxed. It helps them open up. It helps them, and and then. Um, it's kind of like when you include food in a lot of, in a lot of settings, you know, it kind of helps people get relaxed. And I think fun does the same thing, which helps them, uh, be open, vulnerable, share things, which in turn builds relationships, which I think 
the stronger the relationship between coworkers, the more productive they're going to want to be because they don't want to let the other person down. Um, okay. So that's uh, that's kind of where I see it. It, it kind of get tied in together. That yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. How how would you say Lonnie has COVID hurt or helped your work environment, and what have you done personally to keep um, employees engaged? Sure, snare, sure. snare drum. <laughs> snare drum, yes. Um, you know, I think a lot of wigs. A lot of what? You wear a lot of wigs. A lot of wigs, yes. Um, I think, I think COVID, I mean, the obvious thing that COVID has done, especially at our environment is added the stress of the unknown. Mm -hmm. So many people want to plan. So many people want to do that. And I think, um, that is hard. I mean, people are, people really feel productive when they plan, they make goals, they can achieve those goals and, and follow a plan. And some people can f every day go, you know, fly and, and, you know, adjust on the fly kind of thing and be flexible, but that that's difficult. Um, and obviously you're probably not as productive that way. So I think that's hurt just everyone's um, and it's been a challenge, but I, I do think that like, at least within our, within our athletic department, what, what's been interesting is we've been able to via zoom, obviously we're not meeting with 50 some people in person, but we've been able to start um, small groups, which I want to do a long time ago. And now that we're on zoom, I'm like, Hey, this is easy. We can go into breakout rooms and I've been able to have people on our staff lead. We have like 10 breakout rooms that we do. Um, and we do the Bible app. Um, we do a Bible app every two weeks. And then the leaders, we have 10, 10 small groups within the staff and then they have a chance to lead and it kind of empowers them and it puts them into a leadership position. Uh, and then now we've added actually added other small group breakouts for staff development that are just random mixtures. And we talk about topics like, how to keep athletes motivated, recruiting, the mental health, all those. So the Zoom, as much as it drives me nuts, because I like to see people um, in person and everybody does, it really has helped us do some things. It also, what's interesting about Zoom is it drives me nuts, but it's kind of fun um, to see everybody's faces at once. Yeah, and, that's uh, true. I mean, it's, uh, it, you know, it's so it, that's been kind of entertaining at times um, when I'm not the one talking and I can watch everybody's faces and see what they're doing and when rachel's on there with me i'm trying to do exactly what she's doing and yes and, and mimic her yes. and, uh, getting her, well, getting her, get her head a little bit there was a time i was eating a snack and i real there were like 20 people in this zoom and i realized lonnie was taking a bite every time that i took a bite <laughs> oh yeah and i chatted him i said are you taking a bite every time i take a bite and instead of answering he just nodded <laughs> I remember back, Rachel, when we were in college and we had like the, it was kind of like the early FaceTime version on our Apple computers and Andrew would fake freeze all the time. Have you done that one ever, Lonnie? Like, oh, I haven't done it on purpose. That's great. Oh, that's a good idea. Just a tip. Like you can take like it. it. Take or leave it a hack. I love it. Okay. So um, as athletic director, you have hiring decisions, especially when it comes to coaches, I assume at Concordia. Um, how does the fun mindset play into your hiring? <laughs> I was frozen. He's frozen for the audience. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. That was really good that is, though. Like, yeah. That was really good. My heart jumped. I thought you were frozen. That's hard to do. I'm sorry, Hannah. What did you say again? <laughs> you can't freeze so, and think. 
I'm glad you worked on building our, our relationship a little bit instead of worrying about the productivity of this question, but now we're going to get into it. Good application. <laughs> Thank you. How does the, this fun mindset as athletic director, you hiring coaches and stuff play into your hiring decisions or does it at all? That's a great question. So we use a three faceted approach in this area. Um, first of all, during the interview process, we have certain games that we play. Um, and depending on how they perform, that will determine um, if they make it to the next stage. Secondly, uh, we have a uh, joke telling uh, section where they're put on the spot and they need to come up with a joke that's appropriate that, you know, and then we rate them that way. And then um, we have riddles <laughs> and we challenge them with riddles. And depending on how they answer that, you know, kind of, we, we check how quickly they can answer. I'm completely lying. We don't so do any kidding. of that. Okay. You have, I, 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 I would love, I would love to try my hand at that. <laughs> I, coach. I'll be honest. What's interesting is, um, I, you know, probably within the interview process, I don't, we don't use the fun. We don't do yeah. too much fun. I mean, um, I have a little bit of fun when I talk to, you know, the, the people that are helping me interview, um, I try and make that kind of fun and lighthearted because it can be kind of serious when we're, you know, not that we're making fun of anyone, but we're trying to keep it lighthearted when we're trying to evaluate different people because we have a lot of different people that talk to the to the uh, candidates. But, you know, I don't I don't really think about, all right, is this person going to be fun? Are they, you know, what's, I mean, obviously you can tell what their personality is like a little bit and how they might fit in with the team. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm more concerned of, First and foremost, if they're a mission fit, you know, for what we want to do within the pro within the department, and actually, if they if they are going to be able to get after it as a as a recruiter, as a coach, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Part of the fun is like finding out more about them too as they get started, and you're like, oh wow, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Like at our get-togethers and and within the department, it's interesting to see kind of them, uh, you know, show some colors, show some personality that we haven't seen before when they cut loose a little bit. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Can I just share one other? Can I just share before we have you come up with, um, before we do our section, there's a hack for that and you come up with solutions for people. I do want to share that Lonnie is like, if there's one thing in his life that he loves so much, obviously he loves Jesus, but second to that, well, and his family, third, dancing would you say i love oh, that i'm telling you what i love yeah and i'm anytime, not anytime anytime we're at an event and it's like kind of fun and it's like getting kind of late like it's past 8 p.m he turns to me and he says should we go dancing tonight and i'm like <laughs> uh it's a thursday but then we are not 20 but i'll consider it we've had some fun night nights out because we like to go to places we live in a college town where we can like like we're literally the people like opening up like a dance club or a place where people usually don't get there till midnight we go at like 8 39 <laughs> yes and then when it starts to fill up we get on out of there and and I think with dancing, it's like a lot. I think I like it because I, I love music, but I think it, I find it hard. You know, it's hard to find somebody dancing who's not smiling, not having fun. So it's just so kind true. of fun. It's so just, true. It's just great. Have you ever worn a tank top to any of those dances? <laughs> Spaghetti strap. Um, 
Have I? I don't. I don't know. Can get pretty hot in there. Not yeah. that I. Not probably, that I. Good one, Hannah. Probably in high school where we used to hit the the under uh, the twenty one or the eight was it under twenty one dance clubs. Oh, Club Sugar. Well, we, we went to we went to a place oh. called the Attic over by Milwaukee Lutheran, and I oh, probably wore, I probably wore tank tops then. Okay, that's good to know. We'll look into that. Um, okay, so give us your suggestions or hacks to to these issues that uh, that we think maybe our listeners have a have in common. Um, what is your hack for coworkers that don't get along with one another? Um, well, when we were meeting in person, I'd have them hold hands during the meetings. Um, I'm totally kidding. Sorry. Um, well, our mom made us do that when we got in fights growing up, so it wasn't totally off. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, if I know about it and they come to me about it, I would challenge, I'd talk to them about it and then challenge the, the workers, you know, I assume I'd be talking to one of them at a time, challenge them to, to go and talk about it and just to communicate with their coworker and, and, uh, and talk through it. Um, yeah. Um, because if they're gossiping, obviously they're probably upset about something the other person did. So, you know what, we, I try and push them and encourage them to address it and not waste my time. And I'm, I know I've been guilty of, of it. I don't want to sit here and sound like I'm, I've never done anything like this, but I don't want to waste the time dwelling on the negative. Mm -hmm. Love that. What is your hack for effective employees that aren't interested in the workplace community? So that's a great question. I, um, you know, one thing I found that's helpful is I, I try and give them situations where they have to communicate with other people on staff, such as when we do these breakout groups, um, and especially if it's an effective employee, they're, they probably, they're probably a really good coach and they probably are a pretty good leader of their, of their team. So in some cases, I'll make them a leader of one of these small groups where, you know what, they have to. <laughs> they, they, have to they have to interact as, at least for these 15 minutes during a staff meeting or give them some responsibility where they have to reach out to some other people and become part of what we're doing to try and pull them in and get them engaged. You got to. No choice. I like it. The no choice tack. Um, yep. And then lastly here, well, Hannah, do you have these pulled up? I might have you explain this one. Yeah, I didn't really... okay. Yeah, since I wrote this one. So um, people are in toxic work environments. Our listeners are in toxic work environments. And I think there's two places you can be. You can either be from a lower level standpoint where you don't have a lot of power in the workplace and you're just kind of um, you know, you're working for people, or you could be from a leadership standpoint where you have a little bit more power to shift the dynamic. So since you started out as, you know, middle school teacher, maybe you didn't have a lot of power in your classroom. And now you're in a position where you're hiring a lot of people, maybe you could speak to it from both ends, shifting a toxic work environment from a lower level employee standpoint, and then from a leadership perspective. Okay. Um, well, from a leadership standpoint, you know, if something's toxic, I think that um, if, if I'm in a position where I can possibly make change or have an impact, I think uh, tackling the issue 
with others who can, or others who I would need to talk to to make a change or to address it. Cause sometimes I found myself talking to people and then I realized quickly like, okay, I'm talking to somebody but they are really not gonna help me or they really have no power to help change this environment. And um, I think finding the right people who are gonna be able to make some changes happen um, and change the environment is big. And if it's part of my de department, like let's say it's on a team, you know, it's within athletics, it's on a team and this happens. Um, you know, I, I think it would be going to that person who, you know, that head coach or, or whoever and, and talking to them about it and saying, Hey, this is what I'm noticing. This is what I see, or this is what athletes are, you know, student athletes are telling me, what can we do? You know, first of all, make them aware because sometimes they aren't aware and then try and get them, uh, to talk about, all right, what can we do to try and change this? And, and a lot of times it's through communication with the person it's through encouragement it's through accountability which um again is easier in some cases when people are receptive to it versus others i think if i'm a from a lower level employee standpoint which i do feel like in some cases you know here at the university i see things that while i'm in charge of athletics i'm not in charge of a lot of other areas and i feel like i don't have as much I don't, I don't, I hate to use the word power or influence on those situations. I think, um, that's, that's where it gets tough. Um, I think, uh, you know, I guess trying to bring it to, you know, if I was a lower level employee, trying to bring it the, to the attention of those people above me who I know care, um, have the same mindset as me, have the, you know, have our mission minded, um, that's going to be the best strategy and then ask them, Hey, first of all, make them aware of it, not to go tattle and, and whatever, but all right, I just want to make you aware of this. What can I do to help change this? Or can I be part of a team that can help evaluate and figure out how we can make this a better environment? So I just, I have a hard time sitting on things. If I see it's really um, not a good situation. Um, sometimes I probably said, I've said too much and I've bothered some people, but I just, I just ultimately want to make it as, as great of an environment for everybody as possible if I if I can. Sometimes you got to shake things up. Shake as a colleague, up. I can attest to that. You definitely do do that. Can you get, can you, we're going to end now. Well, usually we do hashtags, but I haven't been thinking about it. Oh, I, I have some. Oh, you have some. Okay. Well, quickly, Lonnie, before we end with some hashtags, um, what's one thing that people can do at work tomorrow to make their day more fun? Mm. <laughs> um, what can they do to make it more fun? Um, Jesus, so, there's so many things. I mean, um, <laughs> open your fun book reference <laughs> page one, chapter one. They'll, they'll all probably be in a Zoom meeting, I assume, at some point. So on the Zoom yeah. meeting, they can uh, either say a joke to someone on the Zoom, um, of course, not trying to distract them, say something completely random to somebody else, um, or as you as you suggested, Hannah, which I might anticipate, might try, is just freeze in the most awkward position uh, <laughs> while the Zoom meeting is going on. That's good. Oh my gosh. Okay, uh, well, Lonnie, good. we always end our um, our Sister Hack episodes with some hashtags, which uh, are inspired, you know, puns, if you will. 
doesn't sound like Rachel has any, but I have a lot today. Perfect. Did you, so make, the first, did, you, did you make these up as we talked? Yeah. Wow. The first one comes from um, your rule to not scare people and your last name, Priest. Hashtag Suprice. <laughs> I love it. And uh, the next one comes from actually your amazing career as a football coach, which we didn't even get into, where you continued from Milwaukee Lutheran to Concordia, Chicago to Concordia, Ann Arbor, having a lot of uh, winning seasons. But I kind of changed it to your name again. Hashtag lawns of winning prisons. Well, lawns, well, of, lawns of winning prisons. That was good. All right, uh, that was the next good. one comes from the snare drum uh, cook, cookie delivery, cookie lonster. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Sesame and because you love monster baby. cookies, too. Cookie Your wife, lonster. Jenny, makes really good. That's funny, too, because his wife, Jenny, is the best monster cookie maker in the state of Michigan, for sure. Probably Midwest, likely the nation. Your dad, your dad enjoys uh some of this stuff that comes out of the oven some of these baked, <laughs> baked goods he likes the baked goods he loves cookies those I are good hand oh i have one more and this okay. one refers to the high school incident hashtag leadership not power trip <laughs> nice i love it that's cookie all monster cookie monster might stick that's gonna stick i have to say this the fact that you said that is i i just I just realized this, um, my parents, and I don't know if it was both of them, even when I was older, called me um, Loner. Loner. Oh yeah, and it drove me nuts. And Jenny, it drove, I mean, she's like, why are they still calling you that? I mean, it was, so Lonster, Loner, yeah, it was interesting. I like that, okay. That's cute, I like that, that's gonna stick I've been too. calling you Lionel lately, and I apologize for that if it triggers anything. Lottery. Well, this guy's a hard worker. In fact, he's at work right now. So yeah, so we're gonna let you go. PM, Nine p.m. Yes, so ladies, so it was uh, it was great to be on this. Finally, I feel privileged and um, uh, privilege is all ours. What? The privilege is all ours. Oh, great so, seeing so. you guys. Yeah, thank you, Lonnie. Thanks, Have a Lonnie. great evening. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sister Hack. For podcast news and updates and some awesome pictures, be sure to follow Hannah and Rachel on Instagram by following at Sister Hack Podcast.